Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Hallelujah. Wow. I'm excited to be here. Season 21. Welcome to day three. Welcome. I hope you've been enjoying the fast. Well, <laughs> enjoying, yes. Enjoy the fast. Fast so that you can be fast. You like it, right? <laughs> those, are some of, those are some of the things we say in Nigeria. Fast so that your life can be fast. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you for receiving me. Um, you may be seated in God's presence this evening. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this moment in your presence. Thank you for this opportunity to bring your word to your people. I submit myself to you as the vessel to be used. Lord, speak through me today and communicate your heart to the people in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because this is our reality. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. This year is our year of what? Fruitfulness. Praise God. You know, that's a word you should hold very, very, very close to you this year. You know what has happened is this. A prophecy is what God has done. <laughs> it's what God has done. So what has happened is this. You know God is omnipresent. So God has gone to the end of 2023. Then he came back and whispered into apostles' ears. says, it's your year of fruitfulness. Praise God. <laughs> so it is what God has done already. It's our year of fruitfulness. God has seen the December 2023 and he has seen every one member of um, worship harvest as fruitful. Praise God. Produced much fruits. Glory to God. So it is what God has done already. That's the heart of God. That is what God sees concerning you for 2023. Yeah, that's what he sees concerning you for 2023. Come on, say I'm fruitful. I bear fruit effortlessly. It is easy to bear fruits. So I bear fruits easily. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. The first command of God to man was a command to be fruitful. 
It was the first thing that God told man. Let us make man in our image. And he said to him, be fruitful. Be fruitful. Papa Plezo was saying yesterday, if you are not fruitful, you are malfunctioning. Now, the fruitful is not a suggestion. You know, be is a command. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. So God has commanded you to be fruitful. Every human being, everyone who walks the face of the earth have been commanded to be fruitful. But as we go on in life, we start to find ourselves struggling with bearing fruits. But it's not God's fault. You know how it is? It's not God's fault. If God has given a command and we don't find ourselves walking in that command, it is not God's fault. Yeah, it's not. Never God's fault. Because if God says be fruitful, he has given and provided for you everything that is required to be fruitful. It's available. It's available. Ready for you. It's, the question is, are you assessing those things? Are you making use of those things? Are you laying hold of those things that God has pre- provided for you to be fruitful? Are you laying hold of them? God repeated this over and over in Genesis. You know, there was a time it looked like the Adam season was over. So God wiped the face of the earth with water. <laughs> and there remained a family. And when they stepped out of the ark, what was the first thing God told them again? Be fruitful. I have not changed my mind about it. It is still the command. Be fruitful. Genesis 1, 9 verse 1. Be fruitful. Now as if Noah and his family did not hear it, in verse 7, God personalized it for him. He said, as for you, be fruitful. I mean, don't forget. Don't forget. As for you, be fruitful. Fruitfulness is what God desires for us. For every human being. Being fruitful is what God desires for every human being. And God is working to ensure that you enjoy fruitfulness. All through scriptures, we see, we see scriptures telling us about fruitfulness. Just be fruitful. In fact, a number of things that, are, uh, that we refer to as godliness is termed as fruitfulness in the Bible. Yeah? John the Baptist, Matthew 3, 8. He said that you bear fruits of repentance. Fruits of repentance. <laughs> fruits. Matthew 7, 16 to 20. Jesus was saying, by their fruits, you will know them. Spiritual authenticity. <laughs> by their fruits, you will know them. And so on. Several spaces. You hear him referring to fruits. Referring to fruits. Referring to fruits. What is it with God and fruits? <laughs> I mean, it just reminds me of Garden of Eden too. It was fruit, right? <laughs> it was fruit. What type of fruit? Apple. 
Vas-y, Apple. Is it papaya, right? <laughs> Praise God. It was fruits. But there's, there's just, yeah, it was jackfruit. Yeah. <laughs> it was jackfruit. But it just told you about fruits at God. God just wants to see fruits. Just wants to see fruits. Wants to see you bear fruits. He wants to see you flourish. He wants to see you just I, be, you are more than this. Be more than this. Be more than this. I made you to be more than this. Be more than this. You know, and that's what fruitfulness is about. Fruitfulness simply is to be productive, to prosper, to be full of fruit. Fruit, full. Full of fruits. Fruitful. Fruitful. Full of fruits. Full of fruits. And we look at scriptures and we're now seeing, wondering, okay, so how do we even do this thing? You know, I mean, um, the scripture is always our basis for most of this, for all these things. So how do we become fruitful? Um, Papa Blesso helped us yesterday, but I'm, I'm just going to look at another side of this today. Um, John chapter 15. John chapter 15, very popular scripture. I believe we know it. Yeah? From verse 1, Jesus here was talking. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Now, just hold on there for a moment. Describing a garden, right? Uh, a, a farming experience. I am the true vine. My father is the what? Vine dresser. So God is the gardener. Jesus is the true vine. Right. God is the one that is walking on the true vine. Right? Doing things for it to do what? To produce fruit. Verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. He brings up he lifts up right and every branch that bears fruits he prunes that it may bear more fruits i mean what is it about fruit and god <laughs> what's it about fruit and god the one that is not producing he helps it to produce the one that is producing he helps it to produce more you see sometimes some of these things help me to see that there is no end to the things of God. <laughs> there is no end to the things of God. Is it the scripture that says that um, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think? If you look at that scripture well, there is actually no end to it. The moment it crosses your mind, God can do more than it. Yes. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above it. The moment your mind catches it, you know God can do more than that. <laughs> so there's no end to it. There's no end to it. You see, <laughs> the things you have seen, 
are so small to the things that God can do. The fruits you have seen are so small to the fruits that God can do, can, can make human beings bear, produce. What, what's the greatest fruit you have seen on earth? We have seen it. It has come into the heart of man. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above it. Above it. So there's no end to it. So if you are not moving forward much, you are the limitation. It's not God. It's not him. It's not him. He has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. All. Yeah? All. So if you are not yet walking in it, it's a limitation you have placed on yourself, not him. Because all you need to do from that point is to let that other level you are looking at cross your mind and is able to do exceeding abundantly above. Exceeding abundantly above. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. Verse 3. Is that where we are? Yes. You're already clean. Because of the words which I have spoken to you, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruits of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Praise God. Verse 8. I'll jump around a lot. Verse 8. Let's do verse 8. I want to do something here. It says, it says, by this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. By this, my Father is glorified. Now, think about where we started from. God is the vine dresser. Jesus is the true vine. Okay? And everything he, the Father is doing is so that what? There will be fruits. Yeah? So that there will be fruits. So the first thing is this. The mind of God, what God thinks, the will of God for you is for you to bear fruit. That's what is in his mind. What God is doing in you and through you is to help you bear the fruits. So the will of God and the work of God in you to you, through you, is to ensure that you are bearing fruit. But it says this. By this, back to it. Back to it. By this, my father is glorified. That's when you bear fruit, right? That you bear much fruits. So you will be my disciples. So you be my disciples. You remember the statement that a disciple is not a disciple until he shows his own disciples. You remember that? You know that statement? Uh -huh. You are not a disciple yet until you can show your own disciples. Yeah, because you are supposed to, as a disciple, you are supposed to be doing and being what your disciple. As a disciple, you are supposed to be doing and be being what your disciple la is. Huh? Uh -huh. So if you have not produced your own fruits of disciples... You are not yet a disciple.
Yeah, the circle is not complete yet. <laughs> it's not complete yet. You are not following well. <laughs> yeah, praise God. You are not following. But it says, by bearing much fruit, you will be my disciple. By producing much disciples, you will be my disciple. By showing more disciples, you qualify <laughs> to be my disciple. You qualify to be my disciple. How does God make us fruitful? Number one, God is the one that plants. He's the one that plants. And God plants you where he knows you will do well. Regardless of what you think. Uh huh. Regardless of what you think. So, where you find yourself now, worship harvest, God planted you. Do you like what you are seeing? If you like it or you don't like it, God knows this is where you will flourish. That's, where he, that's why He planted you here. You know, and sometimes we, we, we struggle with that. You know, we don't like where God plants us. And we are asking questions Ah, God, if you had one that planted me here, why is this happening? Why is it not happening like this? Why is it not showing like this? You are asking God questions. But also remember that when God plants, He plants with fertilizer. Manio. It's not it's something that is not uh, imagine somebody splashes manure on you. Uh, yeah, sometimes you don't like what is happening <laughs> around you. Manure. Push. But what God is doing, He knows this is where you are going to flourish. So He planted you there. And he's seeing that you are you are doing strong head. You don't want to come out, come out, sprout, sprout. You are not sprouting. So he's adding manure <laughs> to help you sprout. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you see? He's adding small, small manure. And you're like, start. What's that? You're getting irritated around you. He's building you. He's making you. He's bringing everything together around you to make you flourish. You see, the earlier you realize that and align, the, be- the quicker manure will stop splashing on you. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. The second thing is that God prunes. When he plants, he prunes. He cleanses so you may bear more fruits. And the picture I see is a picture of, you know, a, a, a gardener that goes into his garden. And yeah, this, it has come out already. It's standing. But there are some things that are not working right. You know, there's something they call clipper in gardening. Uh-huh. You know what those clippers do? They use them to trim some edges. So he cuts, and you're like, what that? It's painful. Pruning. Pruning. 
pruning. Uh, but I, I was, you know, I was, I don't, I, that, this doesn't happen here. Yeah? So I was initially planning to be the lead choir in this, uh, sorry, lead, lead chorister in this church. And I was doing everything to be the lead chorister in this church. Now, Prophet Angela, just pick somebody that came yesterday. It doesn't happen here. And make the person the lead chorister in this church. Cut. God has seen an element of pride and is just helping you cut it. Clip it. Nib it in the board. Nib it in the board. And he's a good gardener, yeah? God is he's the best gardener. <laughs> he's the best gardener. You know, so as the moment you start to feel those kind of things, know that there is a work God is doing in you. And that work is for you to be able to bear much fruits. Much fruits. You know, my, my, this, my, my life story sometimes when I tell people, when I share it with a few people, Sometimes I say, I say, I don't even know, I don't know what God is. I don't know how God is arranging my life. Okay, <laughs> maybe I should just say it that way. Because it keeps looking like when um, I have progressed to a level and it looks like everything is settled, now we can now, you know, settle, that things are now getting smooth, easier. Then God will say, it's time to go. Away again. <laughs> I mean, it's time to go. Huh? It, what? He just did what? Pack. You, you want to relax. Uh, you want to, you want to be feeling like. I mean, you. But if you look, if you if you look at me, you probably don't think I have tendencies to be proud. Right? I don't think I have tendencies. But I know God, I know that is what God is dealing with. Yeah, I'm feeling like, oh yeah, yeah, I've arrived, you know. I'm here now. And he says, move. <laughs> I you know, those, those move instructions are very, they are move instructions that can, you will not be able to sleep. You, you will be very restless until you do it. You know, I was, I, I, before, I, I just moved my family to Nairobi. Before we moved, we were at a place, when I told my wife we are moving, she said, what is it again? <laughs> I mean, that was the response. <laughs> what is it again? We, I mean, it, it looks like things have come together. Why are we having to move again? But God was working. Now, it may not be me. Well, I'm just, just saying. <laughs> just saying. But he's working on us. Pruning. So that we can bear more fruit. More fruit. That's, you see, I had, I had the statement yesterday. I don't know who said it. Maybe Pastor Roxy. That apostle said, 
your current success is your maybe be your biggest limited limiter limiting force yeah your current success is your biggest limiting force if your the moment that success happens it starts to become your enemy yes to the, to the next level yeah and god keeps looking at that because god has a destiny for you he knows where he's taking you to he knows what he has planned for you he knows the level the level of fruits he wants you to bear so he's watching those things and as the perfect and authentic gardener he's doing what he needs to do as the gardener he's pruning checking to be sure that everything that can you know i was praying here yesterday while pastor Roxy was leading the prayer and i was like god every success that has become a weight that is pulling me down cuts it off yeah, because those successes can be weights that is not making you progress. Bear more fruits. I mean, just cut it so that I can move. Right? Yeah, he's pruning you. He's pruning you, working on you, working on you. He's the gardener. Jesus is the true vine. He's the true vine. Now, and the true vine is the one that is connected to the soil. The one that sucks nutrients from the soil. The one that so- takes everything that the branches need to produce fruits. is the one that takes it from the soil. So, as a branch that you are, right? You should recognize that Jesus is the true vine. You will not be able to bear much fruit if you do not know how to truly relate with Jesus. If you don't know how to truly relate with Jesus, you won't be able to bear much fruit. Because it's the true vine. And you're supposed to be connected to him, sucking from him. Sucking from him. And what you suck from him is what will produce the fruits. Imagine I disconnect this from my body. This is the true vine. This is the branch. So I disconnect this from my arm, from my body. What happens to the arm? He dies. Even if my brain is sending signal to this side of my body, now move, 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 move. There's nothing that will happen. Because this arm has refused to recognize the right relationship with the body. So if you do not find the right relationship with the true vine, you will not produce fruit. You will not. Jesus is the strength of the power of the branches, who you are. Jesus is that strength. Your connection to Jesus, if you are going to bear fruits, must be strong must be intact so they are drawing the right nutrients that can produce fruits for you number three remember that you are just a branch uh-huh. you are just a branch without the vine you are nothing right 
Without the vine, you are nothing. I, I think that, now I, I, I think somewhere along the line, I caught one extra beatitude. Let me tell you what that beatitude is. Blessed is the man who knows that there is only one God and stops applying for the role. Yeah. It was um, Reverend Sam Adiyemi that said, he said, when I started, when he started the church, you know, as a pastor, you know, pastor, pastor's heart, he wanted to do everything for the people. They don't have food in their house. Come and take food. They don't have money. Come and take money. They don't have, he just was all out doing everything, everything. He says one day he was with God and he was saying, God, ah, this trouble is too much. So God told him, he said, I was just looking at you. You are trying to be El Shaddai. You will soon realize that you shall die. <laughs> he said, I, I gave you these people. And you are cutting me off them. How do you want to survive? <laughs> they are just a branch. <laughs> they are just a branch. And as we go through life, that's how we should just view it. We are just branches. We are just branches. Our work is to connect to the vine. Make sure the connection is secure. Make sure that connection is intact. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, if you look at Paul, you realize that Paul is not a lazy man. Eh? He's not. He went everywhere. And, and as he was going, he was making tents. He was a, he was, he exerted himself. But he still alluded to the fact that, look, all those things. It's because there is a source that is supplying through Christ that strengthens me. Through Christ that strengthens me. Through Christ that strengthens me. You know, so what Jesus is calling us to do here is to abide in him. That's the way. Abide in me. Verse 5. Verse 5. Abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. But what does abide mean? Abide is to depend on, rely on, relax, rest in the ability. Rest in the ability. Have you seen a branch struggle by itself to produce fruit? Just bring the branch out and say, fruit, fruit, fruit. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Without the vine, that branch can do nothing. It's as good as dead. Can do nothing. Even if you take fruit and you sellotape it to the branch that has been disconnected <laughs> from the vine, there's nothing you the the fruit 
will get rotten. It will, <laughs> it will take his own trouble and add to the fruit. Its own trouble of disconnection and kill the fruit with it. Without the vine, you can do nothing. Abide in me. Abide in me. Rest in me. Rest in me. Rest in me. Rest in me. You see, rest is not sleeping and not doing anything. Mm -mm, that's not what rest is. That is laziness. Uh -huh. That's laziness. You know, but what rest is, is that rest is doing what is expected, but trusting in God's faithfulness to make it work out. Doing what is expected, but resting in God's faithfulness to make it work out. So, are you going to go start a missional community? Yes. Are you going to go start, start a location? Yes. Are you going to go evangelizing, reaching out to people, evangelizing? Yes. Are you going to pray for your people? Yes. But in all that, you still come to a place where you are, you are saying, it is not about the things that I have done, but I rest in your faithfulness so that the fruits can come out. I rest in your faithfulness so that I can bear fruits. I rest in your faithfulness. I rest in your ability to supply everything that is required so that the fruit can come out. I rest in your ability. You know, I was talking to a few people um, not too long ago, and I told them, I said, you see, when you see me, you think I am very hardworking. Yes, I, I am. I work. But I don't, I don't boast in the work. I don't pride in it. Once I have, when I have done everything I should do, I go back to the place of prayer. And I kneel down and say, God, you know me. <laughs> you know me. All these things I have done, I don't even know maybe that is what I'm supposed to do <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> I don't know maybe this, this is what this situation requires. But I surrender to your will. I surrender to your purpose. I surrender to your faithfulness. So that fruits, this will bear fruits. I, I, I keep going back to that place. You know, and that is what will actually rid you of pride. Pride is one of the biggest things that cuts you short from producing fruits. And a lot of us are proud. A lot of us are proud. We don't even know that we are proud. Eh? We don't know. If you don't pray, you are proud. Because what you are saying is, God, don't worry, I can handle this by myself. That's what you are saying. If you are not, a, if you are not prayerful, you are proud. I mean, what, what do you know about the next 10 minutes? Can you tell me what is going to happen in the next 10 minutes? But there is a, there is a God who knows all things. And you refuse to go before him to surrender. I say, it's your will. I follow your will. Lead me, guide me. A lot of us are very proud. Very. 
Praise God. Abide in me. How do you abide? Number one. It tells us, verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Abiding in the word. Abiding in God's word. Stay in God's word. Stay in God's word. God's word is God's life. God's word is God's life. And the word became flesh. And it dwelt among them. And the word became flesh. And it dwelt among them. And the word became flesh. And the word became tangible. And it dwelt among them. And the word became physical. And it dwelt among them. Abide in God's word. You see what God's word will do for you? You don't even know the extent of it yet. I know a guy. <laughs> I mean, things that people have done with God's word. So, he was studying Bible. We're studying the Bible together one time. One time. Yeah. And he saw, and they were all in one accord. And to him, he was seeing Honda Accord. I'm serious. And he took, he said, this is my scripture for my car. And he stood on it. Accord. Honda Accord. I and my family are in one accord. One, and he kept saying it. Two months, somebody gave him a Honda Accord. I mean, you can't just think about it. Think about it. Whatever, the, however, you push God's word to work on your behalf, it will deliver. The word of God is a potent seed, it is incorruptible, it is potent and incorruptible. So this is my year of fruitfulness. It's God's word to you. 1 Timothy 1.18 1 Timothy 1.18 Help me. It says that the word, um, what, what a prophecy has gone ahead of you it says make war with it. This charge I commit to you son Timothy. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you that by them you may wage a good warfare. Hold on. The prophecy has gone ahead. Huh? But it says you should still use them to wage a good warfare. That means because the prophecy has gone ahead of you does not mean you are going to walk in the reality of it. There is a warfare. Prophecies are not mattresses for you to go lie on. They are weapons for you to go make battle with. They are weapons for you to go make battle with. A lot of people, prophecy comes and they now go and sit down. Ha. Fruitful. Fruitful. I mean, do you believe that word in the first place? 
If you know you are fruitful, I go do things that will bring the fruits. If I am not, if, if I am a gardener and somebody says, this is my year of fruitfulness, I know that that is the year that I must put many more seeds in the ground. I know. I don't sit in my house and say, because they say, I have fruitful year. So by the end of the year, I just look at my farm and plenty fruit. No. I go make battle with it. Wage good warfare. Wait the good warfare. So it's my it's a year of fruitfulness. I pick that word and I go through the scripture. What where are the places where fruitfulness is promised in the scripture? I pick out scriptures concerning fruitfulness, and that is my confession. I, I, I build a confession around it. So I, I I read the word, I study the word, and I speak the word of God. I read it, I study it, I speak. Pick it. I stay with God's word. I abide in his word. I abide in his word. I abide in his word. In the kingdom of God, <laughs> believing is seen. Seeing is not believing. Yeah. Believing is seen. And when you believe, it's part of the things you will say. There's nobody who is in faith that does not say it. There's nobody who is in faith that doesn't say it. If what you believe has not started coming out of your mouth as utterances, you have not believed it yet. You have not. <laughs> you have not. There was a time somebody in 20, in 2009, 2009, my pastor said to me, you are a national carrier. You move nations. I did believe it. Because the nations were carrying me and the nations were moving me. (laughs) I just did not believe it. It didn't mean anything to me. I mean, I, I, when he said that, I was thinking, am I, a, am I going to start a telecommunications, you know, national carrier telecommunications? That was what it sounded like to me. <laughs> I didn't believe it. But after a while, I, one day I was just praying, and that, those words sounded in my ears again. You are a national carrier. You move nations. Then I picked it. And I put it in my confession. I started saying it. I started saying it. I started saying it. Until I've started carrying nations and moving nations. The word of God will deliver your inheritance to you. The word of God will deliver the fruits that you require for you. So go through scriptures. It's your work. Go through scriptures, find scriptures that talk about fruitfulness and, I mean, just put them in different spaces in your house. So as you are turning around, remember when, Jesus, when God was telling Moses, tell them, write it on your forehead, paste it on your walls, put it everywhere so that you will not forget. So you not forget. Most times when these kind of words come, in, by, by the time it's like the fourth month, and you ask people, what's the word for the year? 
um, forgotten. How do you want to get the tangibility of the word if you've forgotten it? Abide in my word. Verse 9. Abide in my love. Verse 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Abide in God's love. Good things happen to those who know that God loves them. Good things happen to them. Good things don't happen generally to those who God loves. It's to those who know that God loves them. Keep the reality of God's love on your mind. Don't leave it. God loves me. If he loves me and he has said this is my year of fruitfulness, he will deliver it. He is faithful to complete what he started. He started it by saying it. <laughs> And he's faithful to complete it. He loves me and I will, he will deliver the fruits. The fruits he will deliver. Deliver fruits of disciples. Deliver fruits of locations. Deliver fruits of uh, properties. Deliver fruits. Fruits! Everywhere. He loves you. He loves you. I was listening to a message by Joseph Prince one time and said... He said there was this guy that was employed to work in, uh, in a hospital where people who were mentally derailed are. And the first day he got there, he was like, why should you put me here? <laughs> How can I be here? He said, and God just told him, the guy to just keep singing that song. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him They are weak but he is strong Yes, Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me Yes, Jesus loves me the Bible tells me so So he sang this song He just kept singing it I kept singing it. After a few days, one of the people came and sat beside him. I was, <laughs> he was afraid initially. But was just moving to the song. Was just moving. Then the following day, the guy started singing with him also. Started singing with him also. Discharged. Then little by little, by the time the guy was moved to another word, he had reduced the number of the people in that word by about 95%. Just, just by singing, Jesus loves me. Rest in his love. Abide in his love. He loves you too much. Too much. Too, too, too much. That he can kill his only beloved, begotten son for you. He loves you. If he gave you Jesus, what else will he not give you? What else? He loves you so much. Abide in his love. Abide in his joy. Verse 11. Abide in his joy. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Abide in his love. 
and his joy. You see, the devil doesn't come to steal anything from you but your joy. If the devil can steal your joy, he can steal everything from you. Everything. The devil does not use wristwatch. So if your wristwatch gets missing and you are angry that your wristwatch has got to be missing, it's not, that's not what the devil came from. The devil does not drive cars. If, he, if something happens to your car and you are not happy, that's not what the devil came from. He came for your joy. He came for your joy. He came for your joy. So don't allow the devil steal from you. Those physical things, he knows that if he touches those ones, it will affect you. <laughs> but he's, coming, he's aiming at your joy. But with joy, withdraw from the well of salvation. So as you need salvation, it is with joy that you pull it out. <laughs> It is with joy that you pull it out. So you are not noticing fruitfulness in something, in an area of your life. You, you, you don't sit down and, and be sobbing. No. Rejoice. <laughs> he loves me. Glory. Just rejoice about it. Then the devil comes again, touches something else. You laugh. <laughs> I have the victory. You know. As you do that, you are drawing water from the well of salvation. Because what you need at that time is salvation. You need something to save you from this thing. So if your joy has been stolen, then how do you get salvation? Abide in my joy. Let my joy remain in you. All through this year, let God's joy remain in you. Don't let the devil touch it. Don't let, once you notice it, catch yourself. You know how to catch yourself? You catch yourself. You, you've, been, you've gone two days without smiling. You're cranky. Everybody's doing that. Catch yourself. He has come to steal my joy. <laughs> But change it immediately. <laughs> change it immediately and just laugh. You know how you can just have some Holy Ghost laughter meeting? You just laugh. <laughs> People say you are crazy, but you are not. You know that what I am doing is I am drawing. I am drawing. I am drawing salvation. I am drawing salvation. So I just laugh. Come on, laugh somebody. <laughs> yes, joy. Glory. Glory. Abide in my joy. Abide in my joy. Sit down, I need to finish now. Two more things. Abide in prayers. Abide in prayers. Stay in the place of prayer. <laughs> Stay in the place of prayer. People of God. <laughs> Stay in the place of prayer. <laughs> you see, <laughs> prayer, <laughs> prayer is the blood of your life. The moment you start, stop praying, you are short-circuiting blood from your life. Uh, that's what you are doing. Because you know what? We live in a world that we are constantly moving against darkness. 
We are constantly moving against the tide of this world. Constantly. Every time. I mean, the devil does not want churches to be planted, though. The devil does not want disciples to be made, though. I'm telling you in Nigerian voice. So he doesn't want uh, missionary communities to start, oh. I beg, I beg. But as you push in that direction, you are pushing against a force. You are pushing against a force. And you, you, you know how it is, it is the, 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 the devil will not come like he is stopping you from making disciples. He will not come like that. So that you won't suspect that he is the one. Uh, he will come like, I know those people are not here though. He will come like, why are they always calling us to come to church meeting? They are not here. He will come like, ah, report, 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 report. <laughs> and you know how he, he, he disguises like your pastor. Yeah, because it's your pastor that is asking from, for reports from you. You get? And he starts to put something between you and the spiritual covering you have so that he can cut you off and deal with you. And that's how the devil deals with people. He first cuts you off where you can get help from. Then he now pa, pa, pa. But this will keep our prayers, our prayer altars on fire. There will be no room for the devil. Because you are always hot. Eh? Always hot. There will be no room for it. Abide in prayers. Number last. <laughs> Abide in the laid down instructions by leaders. See, God has, God respects authority. God respects hierarchy. So much, so much, so, so much. He puts people over people. He does it. It is him that does that. He puts people over people so that there will be order. And when he puts people over you, you know, do you, do you know that what your pastors carry is not for themselves, it's for you? Your pastor needs another person that carries something for him. That means you don't carry anything for yourself. Yeah. Thank you. ah, Very good illustration. A mother cannot drink her own breast milk. (laughs) Yes. You see, what your pastors carry is for you. And God put them over you. So all the supply you need, all the supply you need, they, so to you at, this, at that level, they are divine. You are the branch. <laughs> so all the instructions that you need to bear fruits, he passes it through them. God is not a disorderly God. 
He passes it through them so that you can bear fruits. So abide in their instructions. Abide in their instructions. Those instructions may not mean anything as they say it. In fact, it may not make sense to you. But you know what? Do it. I've been in a meeting that the pastor was just preaching and he just said, everybody dance in the Holy Ghost. You know, dance in the Holy Ghost. And people were dancing, 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 dancing. And this guy and this lady just danced and they hit themselves. And they fell on the ground and they started to laugh. Today, they are married with five children. I heard I heard that some people need that instruction (laughs) I have been in meetings I'm telling you I mean these things are real instruction from the pastor laugh I were laughing as this guy was laughing a lot on his phone he did it not from anywhere he was expecting it, some, sometimes those instructions don't make sense to you <laughs> but they make spirits they make spirits they don't make sense they make spirits so as those instructions come align 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 to those instructions. Those instructions may be what will make the difference in your life forever. Forever. Be the sheep that is just following the leadership of the shepherd. Ah, uh, yeah. Be the sheep that is just following the leadership of the shepherd. Because the shepherd is led by God. And God is leading him to fruitfulness. If you refuse to follow... You have decided what you want 2023 to be like for you. Because God is leading him to fruitfulness. God is leading all your pastors to fruitfulness. It's the word of God over this house. It's the word of God over this house. Praise God. Abide in instructions. Abide in instructions. Abide in instructions. Let's rise to our feet this evening. And just pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Shalabara da kashatali boroso topokola mande ekrande zususu fale basha talabahati rebata kapale mande shotola basha leto kopande zise porosh talibosha egalimbari sotoba labayara basha takabala baha rebeke tekebo shatera batali mande lebo shata kelemendo zosopale go shatala baha reda boshande regere bosha talabaha maba Father, we declare there is fruitfulness in this house. Everyone in this house experiences fruitfulness from no fruits 
to fruit bearing to more fruits to much fruits in the name of Jesus in 2023 fruits will come out with ease people will produce fruits with ease in the name of Jesus it will be easy it will be easy it will come in multiplied levels multiplication 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 of fruits in the name of Jesus oh the results you will see this year will be results of 10 years put together because it's a year of fruitfulness for you in the name of Jesus 10 years together 10 years put together 10 years put together we pray for grace grace to abide grace to keep the vital connections intact grace to nurture the connections the relationships that will bring us to fruitfulness we receive this grace we receive this grace let it be multiplied upon the house let it be multiplied upon the house let it be multiplied upon the house in the name of Jesus oh grace oh say somebody say I receive grace 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 to abide to abide to stay connected in the name of Jesus I I declare that this year, that this year I, will be fruitful I will be fruitful in every area of my life every area in the name of Jesus I will bear much fruits I will bear much fruits I will bear much fruits in the name of Jesus come on rejoice somebody come on I want to make one call this evening if you are here and you have never received Jesus you have not made the most vital connection yet so you can't even draw any of the things we've talked about today you can't partake of it but I want to give you an opportunity this evening your day for salvation is here now now this is your moment so if you've not received Jesus and you'd like me to just pray with you you want us to pray with you I'd like you to raise your hands wherever you are all over this place wherever you are God sees your heart I mean God has been even speaking to you about this and you're wondering what is this what is it about if there's anybody here or watching online you want to say Jesus I want to get connected raise your hands Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. If you've raised your hand, come on, come, to, come here with me. Let's pray with you. Come here to the front. Help them if you are their neighbors. Help them to come to the front. Walk with them. Walk with them. Do I have any other person? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Walk with them. Bring them here. Welcome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Do I have one more person here? Do I have one more person here? 
Yeah, I sense there's one more person. This is the day of your salvation. You see, I made this call one time in school and there was a guy who did not. He was seated at the back and was just looking, not involved in the meeting. I made the call. He refused to come. But that night, there was a cultist strike in school and he was killed. The opportunity was presented. <laughs> but he failed to take it. This is your opportunity. Just one more minute. Is there one more person? Is there one more person that is saying, I want to make this decision today? I'm looking around. I hope you will do it. I pray you will do it. Okay, church, so help me minister. We've been given the word of reconciliation. We are all ministers of the New Testament. Minister to your neighbor. Ask somebody. Do you want me to walk down with you? Ask. Ask. Do you want me to walk down with you? Do we have anybody? Nobody? Okay, let's pray. Please let's join her in this prayer. You're going to say this with me and you are born. You have received Jesus. Say thank you Jesus for this moment. I make a commitment to follow you. I renounce the devil and his works in the name of Jesus. I declare I that I am born again, that I am born again. Now, now in the name of Jesus. Say, so praise Jesus. I am born again. I am born Glory, again. come on, somebody rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, congratulations. You're born again. And um, yeah, they just like to have a word with you. Worship harvest, the word of God to you is the same it's a year of fruitfulness it's a year of fruitfulness it's a year of fruitfulness i sense that god is going to multiply by three the targets or the goals you set for this year yeah. by three by three the targets you set for this year that's what God is going to do. That's what God is going to do. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.